If you are not getting detailed blood work done, preferably every six months, but at least every year, you may be leaving one of the most valuable biohacks and ways of gaining an insight into what's going on inside of our body and our biology and the health thereof on the table. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to lay out five or so very important markers and where you want to be on your blood test. And I'm going to share with you a way to get your next blood test 25% off. So the first is MCV or mean cell volume. This has to do with the size of our cells. Generally speaking, when we are more inflamed or older, we see the volume of cells go up. An MCV that is pretty healthy would be in the low 80s, like an 83, 84. And when we start getting into the high 90s, 96, 97, that correlates with uh, levels of in, high levels of inflammation in the body and accelerated cellular aging. The second is vitamin D, specifically from sunlight. We can all boost our vitamin D by taking high amounts of supplemental vitamin D, but to really get the the, the, the photonic energy that comes from the sun and all of the mitochondrial and, and um, thermoregulatory benefits thereof, you want to have your vitamin D between 50 and 70 or even higher, but getting it from sunlight rather than supplements. Now, if you can't get there because you're not willing to make the lifestyle changes, you're not in a position to for whatever reason, then you can use a high UVB tanning bed or in some cases supplementation in order to do so. The next is a marker for immune health, and this is your neutrophil to lymphocyte ratio. You want that to be about one to one. So if that neutrophil to lymphocyte ratio is off, it could be a sign that your immune system is struggling or at least in need of a little bit of help. Um, ALT is when it's elevated, it can be an early warning sign of non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. So we like to see our ALT under 24. And if it's too much higher than that, there are ways to take care of your liver via milk, thistle, coffee enemas, etc. The last couple, uh, high, sensit high sensitivity C-reactive protein or HSCRP. You want that under 0.5. For men, you want testosterone, preferably definitely over 600, but preferably over 800 nanograms per deciliter. You want your free testosterone, which is also uh, important, over 20 PG per ml. And you want your ferritin in that 60 to 80 range. Now, obviously the testosterone and free testosterone doesn't apply to women, but just about all of the others do. And if you guys have not had blood work done in the past six months, the easiest way for you to do that and save 25% is by going to insidetracker.com forward slash Anthony. We've set up an awesome 25% discount for you. That's at I-N-S-I-D-E-T-R-A-C-K-E-R.com forward slash Anthony. I'm a big fan of their ultimate plan that comes with all of the bells and whistles. And what makes Inside Tracker really cool is they give you personalized recommendations for gut health, overall health, injury prevention and recovery, building endurance, lowering stress. And it's super simple. You basically, in a few steps, step one, you purchase your Inside Tracker plan by going to insidetracker.com forward slash Anthony. Uh, you get your blood draw. 
<clears throat> then you get your results and then you get your personalized recommendations and you have it all in one place. You can track your improvements over time. And if at some point in the future you decide you want to work with someone like myself, you'll already have uh, valuable data points that we can apply to give you even more personalized recommendations. So if you guys want to take advantage of that 25% off and get some of those insights into what's going on in your body and biology, go to insidetracker.com forward slash Anthony, select their ultimate plan or any of the offerings at the insidetracker.com forward slash Anthony website and enjoy. This is your life and it's ending one minute at a time. I was blind, but now I see Working jobs we hate, so we can buy shit we don't need. Ideas are breakfast. If you had one shot, everything I'd ever read, heard, seen was now organized and available. Now you fucking khakis. Life moves pretty fast. The Biohacking Secret Show. Welcome to a special edition episode of the Biohacking Secrets Show. This is an interview where the roles are reversed. I'm being interviewed by one of my good friends and fellow light workers, light warriors, if you will, Nick Boscovich. It was originally supposed to be for his podcast that is launching called The Bosco Show, so keep an eye out for that. But we lost the video, and he wants his podcast to be a video podcast, so he said we could release this episode here for you guys on The Biohacking Secrets Show. With everything that's going on in the world and the news and media outlets being owned by really just six corporations, it's hard to decipher what's true. And one of the things that you guys know about me is I will admit that there are times where I am wrong, but I'm never lying. So this episode is my take on what's really going on in the world. And that relates to everything from C-19 to lockdowns to mask mandates and how we can best position ourselves and our families and loved ones for a prosperous, uh, autonomous, and sovereign future. One of the things that has made me one of the best in the world at, at what we do is my ability to synthesize large amounts of information through extensive research and to recognize patterns. And that is this, those same practices that we apply for biohacking, I also apply in my life and assessing what's going on in the world. I believe that we're at a place now where both intuition and critical thinking and discernment are of paramount importance. And I've applied all of those to come to the conclusions that I share in this episode. If you guys are interested in our regenerative conscious community that we talk about in this episode, you can learn more about that by going to Konos NC, that's K-O-N-O-S, the letter N and the letter C, like North Carolina, dot com, or uh, Konos Community, K-O-N-O-S-C-O-M-M-U-N-I, 
ty.com. It's a regenerative, conscious community of men and women of high morality living in harmony with nature in Western North Carolina. We're going to be growing some of our own food. We've got fresh mountain spring water on the property. We're going to have wired internet connections that are faster than wireless and more biologically compatible, meaning they're less likely to accelerate aging and increase our risk of chronic and degenerative diseases like Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, dementia, cancer, heart disease, etc. So if you guys want to learn more about that and apply, you can go to KonosNC.com or Konos Community, that's Konos with a K, and learn more and apply. So without further ado, please sit back, relax, and enjoy this special edition episode of the Biohacking Secrets Show. Anthony, this has been a long time uh, in, the, in the works, I feel like. Um, welcome to the Bosco Show. Thanks for having me. So for those of you not uh, familiar, Anthony is of, uh, he's a renowned author, high-level biohacking and health coach. Um, he's, like many others, he's experienced his own health journey, um, kind of started by hacking his own challenges, and, uh, and we've become friends through... I guess both of our businesses over the last several years. And, uh, and I've really been looking forward to hosting you on this show for a couple of reasons. For one, he's got his own very successful podcast. Um, so he's, he's definitely like a seasoned vet when it comes to this. So I figured he could maybe help guide, help uh, keep the uh, trains on the track. And also, um, Anthony's been very outspoken in the, you know, in I guess 20, what was 2020 in this great reveal, awakening, tyrannical government takeover, however, however you want to refer to it. Um, a so, coup, a coup of sorts. A coup. <laughs> I like that. Um, so anyway, so Anthony, uh, I, I guess a good place to start is, uh, is with your background. How did you get into uh, biohacking and I guess, you know, ultimately high level health coaching? Yeah. Um, well, thanks for having me. And I got into biohacking out of necessity. I was coaching people primarily in the fields of nutrition, um, exercise physiology and biomechanics and mindset. And my own health started to fall apart. Um, it almost felt like around 2011, the healthier I got, or like the more healthy habits I integrated into my life, the sicker and sicker I became. And um, I had to, I, I had to face the reality that I was working with a limited paradigm. I was only working with a few pieces of the puzzle because um, I couldn't get any more strict with my diet and I couldn't work out any harder um, than I was. And yet my testosterone was less than 200, which is like that of a 70 year old man. What's optimal for a man? 800 to 1,000. Okay. And uh, I went from being a really vibrant, happy, energetic man with a, a normal sex drive to basically a monk. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I was depressed. I was miserable. My whole body hurt. I felt like I had, um, rheumatoid arthritis and I saw 12 doctors over the course of uh, a year trying to figure out what was going on. And, um, in doing so sort of realized how much 
I was outsourcing my health and it outsourced my health my entire life. You know, I was going to these people and just kind of hoping that someone who was spending seven to 20 minutes with me was going to figure out something that I couldn't figure out in hundreds of hours on the internet and reading every book that I could get my hands on. And, um, when the, the, the 12th doctor who was an endocrinologist, I thought my, there was something wrong with my thyroid Mm -hmm. when, um, he came out and said the same five words that I'd been hearing from all the other guys, you know, there's nothing wrong with you. Mm -hmm. I was in his office and he's like, take off your shirt. I took off my shirt and I'm just feeling like complete garbage at this point. And he goes, oh, you're in better shape than I am. He's like, there's nothing wrong with you. And I'm like, dude, I've lived 28 years on this planet. I know what it's like to be healthy. I know what my brain's like when it's working properly and Mm -hmm. I'm messed up, you know? So I decided that um, that was the end of me outsourcing my most valuable asset, which is um, my health, you know, our health, our character, um, our family, you know, I believe those are are, are our most valuable assets. And I was expecting other people to do the heavy lifting for me. And I kind of took matters into my own hands. I started um, reading every scientific journal I could get my hands on to look for the um, my blind spots and started little by little realizing that there were a lot of things that I wasn't taking into account and started building a system that was more um, holistic, that took into account your environment, uh, nutrition, movement, stress management, sleep, supplements, hydration, oxygenation, light, mindset, habits. How do you fix things in your body when they've become broken? You know, how do you correct hormonal imbalances, not just with like hormone replacement therapy, but truly get your body back online where it's it's making these hormones itself and maintaining balance, homeostasis, the way that nature intended. Um, And I started uh, doing some sophisticated testing that went beyond what the doctors were doing, because a lot of times the tests you get from a doctor uh, only look at a tiny little snapshot of what's going on in your body at that moment. But they don't help you get to the root cause of what's impacting you, you know, which is oftentimes your environment imbalances in your in in your electrical environment, because we are primarily electrical beings, not biochemical beings. And um, and how do you identify the toxins that could be slowing down your body and interfering with these biochemical processes? Right. And um, I started becoming a big fan of testing, not guessing. Um, and creating more sophisticated diagnostic tools that um, would pinpoint what could be going on. And we did some tests for Lyme disease. A doctor that I was working with uh, that was a functional integrative practitioner suggested that, um, and the test came back positive. And so um, I was blessed with uh, getting Lyme disease. At some point, I must have been either bit by a tick or been exposed in some fashion. There's a lot of different ways that we can that we can get this disease. And it's not necessarily just um, something that is, for those that, that um, are unaware, Lyme disease is the conventional belief is that you get bit by a tick that's carrying this bacteria called Borrelia burgdorferi. Mm-hmm. That bacteria is a spirochete where it can bury in your tissues. It can go through different forms and um, it can really wreak havoc on your body. And, uh, but these ticks also carry neurotoxins and uh, these toxins and these bacteria also, um, they interact with heavy metals and your electromagnetic environment. So I had to get good at figuring out how do I truly detox? 
You know, how do I, how do I restore a healthy microbiome um, and bring back that homeostasis that helps us to feel happy and healthy and vibrant? And that was really what started my journey. And then I started sharing this with more people. And now we work with, um, you know, some of the best athletes in the world, a number of gold medalists, guys on the Chicago Blackhawks, some of the best entrepreneurs in the world. Um, been blessed to speak at Teal Capital with uh, the Stanford professor of neurobiology and the 26-time Guinness World Record holder, Wim Hof, and do some other mm -hmm. cool things. And uh, yeah, share it, in, share it through our podcast, The Biohacking Secret Show. And, that's my mission is just helping people to have a more complete, more holistic paradigm of all of the things that impact our health and longevity and performance. Yeah. Well, that's a great answer. <laughs> so um, getting back, you know, I want to, before I, before we move on, I want to get back to Lyme disease because that's something that um, it seems to be a really prevalent mm -hmm. um, disease and it's, it's very mysterious. Um, mm -hmm. it, you know, ticks, my, my wife grew up in Northern Michigan and very much like pristine nature, dense woods, old, old you know, old forests. And she says that ticks were never an issue. Mm -hmm. Like they weren't even a thing that they knew what they were. They it weren't even they really were, around yeah, they didn't until exist. the 1970s, 1980s, and they've just got <clears throat> more and more prevalent. Right. And then we, you know, we recently purchased um, some land in Northwest Michigan and when we went camping, the first day we were kind of like shocked that we were finding ticks like all over our dog. Mm -hmm. um, not really on us, I guess because we were long pants, but obviously like we we're super concerned about that. And um, you know, where do you think they, like, do you think that ticks are the carrier of, like that is the main source of Lyme? Or do you think that that's where they originate and then mm -hmm. it somehow gets spread from person to person? Yeah. Um, I guess this is a good time to take a step back and say that like the things that I'm going to share in our conversation today, these mm -hmm. are um, my beliefs. Many of them are proven facts, but I'm not going to try to convince anyone of anything. I yeah. think that in, it, it's vital that each of us takes an active role in our learning <clears throat> and digs into um, the research on both sides of any argument puts on our critical thinking cap and, and uses discernment and intuition to decide for ourselves what we believe to be true, you know, and what is shown to be true in our, in our life experience, right? So um, having said that, I will never lie. You know, mm -hmm. everything that yeah. I share now, I believe to be true. Right. Um, there's a lot of theories about where ticks came from, and there's a tremendous amount of misinformation about how what Lyme disease is and how it's spread. There was a book written called Lab 257 that um, by a lawyer that poses a very strong argument that Lyme uh, is a bioweapon that was created on, on Plum Island. Um, and we know for a fact that there are um, NGOs, non-government organizations, and potentially even government organizations that are doing gain of functions research with uh, bacteria and viruses um, where they are manipulated in a laboratory setting to be more uh, virulent, um, mm -hmm. more, you know, have a higher rate of infection and a higher rate of damage that they're able to um, inflict upon the human population. Why is uh, up for debate, yeah. but, um, 
Lab 257 does pose some, some interesting arguments as to the origin of Lyme disease. Uh, I think there's a lot, there's a lot of, there's, there are many cans of worms with, with Lyme disease. There's, um, there is the bacteria, the Borrelia burgdorferi bacteria that, um, that can be very problematic and many people do um, respond well to herbal antivirals, detoxification protocols. Um, but there, there's also just as good of an argument that could be made that it is these neurotoxins that are in many insect bites, including ticks that attack the central nervous system and um, contribute to the symptomology of Lyme disease. Additionally, I think that many people who um, have tested and found to have had the, uh, the Borrelia burgdorferi bacteria present in their body, like I did, experienced this feeling of relief, like finally the 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 no faced monster has a name yeah at least you know what it we is we know what finally. it is we yeah. can go after it um but i i have found i mean it, because of my story and because i've, I've shared it we've now um I, I believe we have some of the most effective protocols for helping people get their life back um because line can be quite challenging and uh there's a, a there's a lot of evidence suggesting that just because you have that bacteria in your body doesn't mean you actually have Lyme disease. And I think that many people who have the bacteria present are actually experiencing uh, electrical illness. Um, they are sensitive to electricity, non-native electromagnetic fields that we have yeah. just surrounded ourselves with. Um, through technology and the infrastructure to support that technology. And it's easy to point a finger because how because of how much germ theory um, has been ingrained into our psyche. Uh, it's, it's, we tend to just obsess over microbes. And in many cases, um, as Louis Pasteur, the founder of germ theory said on his deathbed, the microbe is nothing. The terrain, meaning, meaning our body, the robustness of our immune system and our detoxification pathways is everything. Right. Yeah. He's also the founder of pasteurization, which um, I am vehemently opposed to. That is what every juice product you can find in your grocer or convenience store shelf is dead juice. Yeah, Pasteur was a bit of a uh, celebrity scientist and doctor mm -hmm. who, when you really look at the methodologies that he used, um, he was a bit of a grabbler. Yeah. And I, I, yeah. I, I'm not making any claims, but I would not be surprised at all if there were financial incentives for yeah. his work to come to certain conclusions, because those conclusions allowed some of the uh, oligarchs and powers that be to push agendas. Right. like the one we're experiencing now. Right, that is a perfect segue, actually. So um, so the point of, my, really the point of my podcast is this show, is that um, I wanted to, I wanna share, I wanna have like really honest conversations about, um, I guess, beliefs that are outside of the mainstream or the norm, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, and this, you know, the last, this past year, we've experienced a great shift in everything. I think everyone, um, you know, no matter where you fall on this, you know, on this vast scale of, you know, whether you're plugged into, you know, what I, what I refer to as like the matrix or the beast and the mainstream narrative to, you know, the further extremes where we probably lie somewhere closer to that, I would say, um, is, really at the center of everything right now 
is germ theory. And this is something that when, when I try to explain this to friends and family, um, I, I, could, I could feel they're, they're kind of like writing me off as like lost my mind. Mm-hmm. But it is, it is um, germ theory is what our entire medical and pharmaceutical industries are based off of. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I guess my, my biggest, I guess like the simplest argument I have against it is that we're talking about the richest industries in, in the world. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they haven't proven germ theory is all that needs to be said. Because if they could, they certainly would. Because that would solidify every, you know, everything their entire industry is built upon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Science is being used a lot like a religion. And it's become a buzzword and uh, a, a, a branded word. Um, that, you know, kind of, I, 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 it serves many purposes, but um, we're seeing it thrown around now more than ever in, in instances that are, um, couldn't be further from science and the scientific method. Yeah. Um, I think it makes people feel comfortable, but um, there were, you know, the, the scientific method was, um, it, it is the cornerstone of, um, of everything that we do, of medical research. And there were um, certain protocols that were developed, let's say in, in the case of uh, viral infection, that need to be proven in order for uh, contagion itself to be shown to be the cause of illness. So um, Koch's postulates, and then mm-hmm. that later was followed up by Rivers' postulates. And, and you can research these, but in a sense, it means if you believe that a virus has uh, made you sick, right? The postulates that must be satisfied are you have to be able to take uh, tissue from your body and find that virus in your tissue, right? right? Then the virus has to be able to be taken out and grown in a medium. And then it has to be injected into another organism, another person. And then it has to make that person sick, you know, things that just make sense. Right. And none of these postulates, n- neither Koch's postulates or Rivers postulates have been satisfied for uh, the coronavirus. And um, germ theory has been increasingly difficult to prove. And there are countless examples throughout history now where doctors and scientists have tried to prove germ theory and right. failed. Um, one of the most interesting examples was back when, uh, in, in 1918 with the Spanish flu, um, there was a lot of things taking place that were very similar. Churches and businesses were being shut down. People were walking around in masks. When and was the Spanish flu? 1918. 1918. Yeah. hundred years ago. Yeah. And, um, you know, maybe I'll back up a little bit. There's, um, there's a book that I suggest all of your listeners who are, um, seekers of, of, of truth and value science read. It's called The Invisible Rainbow, and it's written by uh, Arthur Fistenberg. I believe that's his name. And it shows that for just about every major pandemic that has occurred over the last 150 years, it has coincided with a radical shift in our electromagnetic environment. So this goes back all the way to the late 1800s with the rollout of power lines, 
um, mm. when they draped the the world um, in 1918. That was the year that radio waves rolled out, and the Spanish flu actually originated on um, m- military bases where mm-hmm. these radios were being used. Right. Um, and there's there was there were tons of examples too of people getting sick. Um, an entire you know entire crews of ships would get sick out at sea. At the same time that people on the mainland in, say, Cuba were also getting sick, where it would be physically impossible for those things to occur on the same timeline if there was a microbe causing that contagion. Mm-hmm. You know, so there were arguments pointing to the fact that maybe there was something electrical or electromagnetic that was involved. And, and, and I think a lot of your listeners probably know, but, you know, the Earth emits uh, a magnetic uh, resonance called the Schumann frequency. It's roughly 7.8 hertz. Every time the lightning is 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 constantly striking the Earth and charging up our um, magnetosphere, and we are electrical beings. If you look at the bottoms of our feet and our hands, they're negatively charged, and then it goes all the way up to the top of our head, which is positively charged. And we see these uh, circuits that that function a lot like batteries in the living world, and how they interact. And one of the big lies that is needed to perpetuate the contagion myth is that um, that we're biochemical beings and that we are subject to the devices of these microbes rather than that we are primarily electromagnetic beings and that dictates much of our susceptibility to illness and the biochemical and hormonal reactions that take place as a result. Is that making sense? Yeah. So um, fast forward to 1918, we had the rollout of radio and, uh, and, and the Spanish flu pandemic. Then you get into the 1950s, uh, you had Asian flu and uh, radar. A few years later, you had um, the uh, Hong Kong flu and another massive change in, in our electromagnetic environment. And then it, up until 2000, that was when um, 2000 was when Wi-Fi was released. 2007 was the iPhone and the supporting infrastructure for that. And that's why you see all of these peppered pandemics from H1N1 to Ebola and swine SARS, flu. Right. And every time has been an opportunity to inject people with poisons uh, with, yeah. as vaccines. And we can get into to that as well. Um, but you start to see the pattern and a very clear correlation can be made that um, maybe what we have been led to believe is going on and this um, spell of germ theory is not all it's cracked up to be. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this year or this past year, I guess, like, you know, I, I love your, uh, your thorough research because you could speak to it much more intelligently than, than I can. But, um, you know, that's something that like from the very beginning didn't line up to me because I had heard, I'd read somewhere about this germ theory, how it had, it had been basically disproven de- many decades ago. I forget when or who the scientist was, but basically that a scientist took someone that was sick and put their mucus, physically mm-hmm. put the mucus in someone's throat, mm-hmm. in someone's nose trying to get them sick, like did this, like a, you know, this was a controlled test. Yeah. Like a hundred people and zero actually caught it. Yeah, this is what was going on during the Spanish flu. So they, um, in order to prove the contagion, they took people that were sick 
And it, I mean, it was hundreds of people overseen by doctors, scientists, and they would bring in healthy people that were willing to do this um, for the purpose of science and figuring out how to create a better future for humanity. And they would have the people who were sick um, first talk in very close quarters, cough on the people, uh, breathe out while the other person breathed in. Um, then they were doing nasal rinses uh, where they'd flush out their sinus cavity. They would spit into a tray and they'd take this solution and, and the other people that were healthy would ingest it. Um, and nothing, nothing. Then they went so far as actually taking blood out of the sick people and injecting it into healthy people and still nothing. Wow. Then they extended these experiments uh, into animals, horses, pigs, and um, they were unable in any way to prove contagion of Spanish flu was related to a virus. None of Koch's postulates, none of Rivers' postulates satisfied uh, the most um, extreme examples of taking bodily fluids and um, transmitting them from one person to another all failed. Yeah. You know, so you start to recognize that, and, and there's, there's many examples of this. And I know people that have done these types of experiments themselves, um, you know, out of, um, interest in, in, in testing some of the spellcraft that we've been, uh, that we've been fed. And, um, yeah, it, it's, I, I'm not saying that nothing is contagious. I'm not saying that. And again, I want everyone to do their yeah. own research, you know, but yeah. these are things that have happened. And um, we're the information that we're getting is coming from a very small group of people that um, that all have various personal and financial and political um, interests uh, that 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 have nothing to do with the health or well-being of humanity. Yeah, they're definitely not aligned with our best interests in no. any way. Right. Um, so when it comes to viruses, mm -hmm. this is something that I've, I've become, I've become like pretty familiar with over the last year. And it's that, you know, what they, what their term, this narrative for like what a virus is and mm -hmm. that what's basically turned majority of our, you know, world population, mm -hmm. um, you know, into this mask wearing, very confused, very, uh, scared, uh, population is, uh, is inaccurate. Maybe, you know, mm -hmm. I've it, exosomes is something that the body produces on its own. Mm -hmm. Right. And our body, correct me if I'm wrong, is made up of literally trillions of these. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're like cellular excretions. Right. So when when something is taking place in the body where cells and, and uh, toxins are being removed, um, let's say there is let's say the body is exposed to some form of toxicity, whether it's heavy metals, um, radiation through our phones and all the stuff around us, um, pathogens that contain biotoxins th themselves. Um, there is a cellular cleansing and renewal process that takes place. And um, exosomes are typically present when that is going on. You know, what, um, what some of these tests like the PCR tests do is they essentially mag magnify um, many, many times these cellular excretions. Right. Um, and then even though they're, they're not living and um, have not 
satisfied any of the methodologies required for contagion to be proven, um, they are attributed, if, if they're present, these cellular excretions or exosomes are present, then people are being told that they are sick. And we find ourselves in a situation that's, it's not funny. And there's, uh, you know, I, I, I have tremendous respect for the lives that have been lost. Um, it is unfortunate that we're at a world where, in a world where based on our education system, the indoctrination of many of our um, medical professionals, where you can convince a healthy person that they are sick and to stay away from their family members over the holidays and um, that, you know, that, that they could be a, uh, a, a danger to society. You know, it's, um, a, a lot of it is, is illogical. It's not scientific, but it seems like if you say the word science loud enough and enough times, yeah. there's still a good chunk of the population that's willing to believe it. Yeah, there's that saying, uh, I remember hearing it at the very beginning of this, um, was uh, tell a lie no matter how big, long enough and loud enough, and it will become truth. Yeah. And it certainly feels like that's where we're at you know, yeah. for most people. And, and, and I believe that the, um, <clears throat> the greatest predictor of the future is, the greatest predictor of someone's future behavior is their past behavior, right? Human mm -hmm. beings aren't, um, we're, we tend to be creatures of habit. And someone who has proven themselves to be dishonest or immoral um, certainly can change, you know, and I think that that's what uh, God is here for, you know, right. waiting for the people that, that want to change. But a lot of mm -hmm. times, uh, you know, they don't, right? Yeah. It's, it's just easier to keep doing the same thing you've always done. And so it's important to look at, you know, a lot of people don't recognize that the, the, the main players here, uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, Bill Gates, um, Redfield from the CDC, these, these, these guys are high level criminals. Right. And Anthony Fauci was, uh, he was Dr. Death to the gay community. And he was a, a, a man who pushed an experimental AIDS drugs, uh, AIDS drug, AZT, on the gay community and um, killed a tremendous amount of that population. Right. Not to mention these, these individuals all have ties uh, to eugenics, and uh, which is uh, a, a philosophy that... Um, you know, the certain people, certain types of uh, races need to be killed off and that there can be one master race if um, the human population is essentially weeded like a garden. You know, it's, right. it, it basically comes down to um, men who believe that through the imposition of will that they can play God as opposed to men who, and women, who are here um, in the service of God? Right. Yeah, uh, and that's and then okay. And for everyday Joe that gets their you know um, world information or from the news, mm -hmm. these this sounds like crazy sci-fi conspiracy theory. Yeah, you know we're talking mm -hmm. eugenics. Like that is a word that I wasn't very familiar with prior to 2020. I probably didn't even know what it meant before 2018 or so, which is when I fortunately started my journey down this, like, I guess, truther journey or um, 
conspiracy realist is more of like mm-hmm. the term I like to use for mm-hmm. that. But um, yeah, the the I mean, they're not theories. This you know this this population control agenda is literally written in stone. Um, yeah, the Georgia Guidestones. Right, the Georgia Guidestones, and um, who do is is it known like who who. Who that's intended no, it for, was, or who it was written by? Yeah, it, I mean, there's there's theories, but um, it was it, it it was funded anonymously. You know, okay. the the individual or individuals that funded it. Um, part of one of the requirements was that it would that they would remain anonymous. Who is who is it meant to serve as like this guiding north star for? Like, what group of people? You know, so again, like I want I want this to be a spark that in some people um, ignites curiosity, right? Right. Curiosity to do your own research. I won't convince anyone of anything, nor do I want to. Right. Right. Um, it's look into these things yourself and, you, and you're probably not going to find it using uh, compromised channels like Facebook and Google and Instagram. Right. Um, you know, there, there are other ways of going about this, but um, so, I have a lot of theories there, but I think it's it's important to mention like um, eugenics. You mentioned eugenics, right? Um, it's it's not hidden in plain sight. It's just in plain sight if you know to look for it. So, could you guess the what was the the leading cause of death in 2020? Abortion. Abortion. Yep. By by a ton. By a ton. By somewhere between forty and fifty million, which equates to one hundred and twenty-five thousand per day. Yes, exactly. Nice. Yeah. So every year, forty to sixty million uh, deaths occur by abortion, and um, to compare that to coronavirus, it was around one point eight million. So mm-hmm. this, and that's with the the fuckery. You know, that's with the skewed number that's with documented um, changing of death certificates, a, a, a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of forgeries taking place. That's what gets you to the 1.8, 1.9 million. And now you, you, we're in a situation where people have because they've many people we've, we've been led to believe the media. You know, we've been we came up in this educational system where you were rewarded for blindly following rules and memorizing and regurgitating right. information. Like, I get it. I see how we could have got here. But now it's up to each of us to recognize that that could for people who don't change and start to flex their critical critical thinking skills. It could very well lead to uh, their extinction. So we have this, this fake pandemic that killed 1.8 to 1.9 million people. Um, and because of that, we are shutting down millions of businesses across the world. When we know that for every 1% increase in unemployment, that equates to around 37,000 deaths. So literally we have people's livelihoods, their, their families being destroyed because of this. And um, it's by design, it's all, it's all by design, you know? And the, 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 the abortions that have taken place that dwarfed all of the other leading causes of death, including cancer, which is in like the 8 billion range and, and heart disease. The eight things- million? Hmm? 8 million? 8 million, yeah, yeah. Um, we have um, 
through these abortions, you see Planned Parenthood, which is one of the vehicles through which they occur. Um, Bill Gates' father, who is also a eugenicist, is one of the founders of Planned Parenthood. So you start to see the connections. And the way that um, magicians of all sorts, illusionists, you know, uh, all forms of black magic are practiced is misdirection. Mm-hmm. You get people to focus on one thing while you do something else. You know, focus on the deadly virus while we kill all the babies. Yeah. And people can come up there to, you know, come to their own conclusions and do their own research, as I've said, but the numbers are factual and those 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 are not mine those are the the world health organization and right the, 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 corrupt, CDC. the corrupt agencies those are actually their figures they're telling you they're doing it yeah and, and just before we get away from the georgia guy stones uh too yeah. far i want to i want to lay this out for everyone so they understand you know the the magnitude of this so on the georgia guidestones it states that the human population is they're directed that the human population is to be kept at 500 million worldwide. Mm-hmm. There's currently, I believe, like seven and a half billion. Yeah, like 7.8, 7.9 billion. So we're talking about the extinction of 14 out of 15 people you know. I don't think anybody that we know is on that list of the 500, that VIP list of 500 million. <laughs> so um, it's, and, and like we said, it is in plain sight. That's that's a, that's and that seems to be a guiding light for these um you know, I guess we'll get down this road next, but like this kind of like satanic eugenist uh, cabal that seems to run the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it comes to abortion, um, the fact that that there's a market for these aborted fetuses or babies or the cells or whatever you want, however you want to refer to it, um, that's I think news to most people. That mm-hmm. was kind of news to me this in this past year is that. That those that those there's like a market for trade for these mm-hmm. aborted fetuses and that and the revelation that all of these vaccines contain aborted fetal cells mm-hmm. is super freaky. I mean, the, to me, there couldn't be something more. There couldn't be anything more nefarious than that injecting yeah. a, 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 a essentially a murdered baby into into people's bodies. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I mean, there's, there's a lot of layers to that, but there are underground, um, or not underground hidden camera videos of, um, high level executives from Planned Parenthood and a lot of these, um, abortion clinics brokering deals mm-hmm. for baby livers, all these different body parts that, um, that, that are taken. It's not, um, I want to talk about conspiracy theories too, just for a second. Just that, yeah. like that. That's that's a it's a branded word. Like we got to yeah. kind of get away from emotionally charged words and also being so easily triggered. It's like let's all grow the f up and recognize when we're getting played. You know, mm-hmm. conspiracy theorist or crazy conspiracy theorist as a phrase didn't even exist until the Kennedy assassination, which there's a whole bunch of nonsense around that too. You'll have people that'll swear to you that they saw the Kennedy assassination. I watched that. No, you didn't. The Zabruta film didn't even yeah. come out for 10 years after CGI, the Kennedy. right? Possibly. I'm not, making, I'm not right. making any claims, but yeah. it's just like, so these, these are terms that were created and branded and weaponized by certain groups of people in order to social shame anyone that questioned the mainstream narrative. 
You know, we need to recognize that. Otherwise, we're going to stay in a paradigm fighting with one another over stuff that doesn't matter. When realistically, the only way to move forward is to recognize our oneness, that we are probably the greatest thing that could happen to this planet is if we were invaded by aliens. Depend, like, I don't care if you believe in aliens or not. I'm just speaking hypothetically here. Yeah. It's probably the greatest thing that could happen if all of a sudden UFO ships started coming down because then everyone would be like, same we're team. humans, we're on the same team. Yeah, yeah. right, right. For and once. Stop all these labels and, and, and divisions and just stupidity mm-hmm. that, that only allows us to be more easily controlled, right? Um, Anyway, I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah, well, no, but, yeah, to, no, but that's a good the point. Cons- the conspiracy theorists. Yeah, no, yeah. but that that is a good point because it is it's you know it's it's really obvious to me that that the that the objective, the overall objective, you know, well, maybe the overall objective is way more nefarious, but really, like the method for this ruling class mm-hmm. um, to get you know this this new world order agenda achieved is through divide and distract, mm-hmm. you know, like, and, and there's so many different, different divisions, whether it's, you know, shame to shame. Well, that, that is, I mean, that's really, that's like, to me, the, the, the mask is the root of all evil for, for me in my world, right? In my day to day, like the, you know, this, this new norm of the, of, you know, general population just wearing masks all the time mm-hmm. um, is the root of all evil. Like it's, I mean, that's why I think businesses are suffering is because you've got two different sides of that. You've got people that don't want to go, that don't want to deal with the freak show that is now going to a restaurant or going to a store or going mm-hmm. to any business for that matter um, of wearing a mask or having your 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 waiter or server wearing a mask. Um, and then you've got the opposite end, which is the people that are so scared because their TV has, has, you know, traumatized them. Tra- yeah, exactly. Traumatize them to the point where like, they don't want to go out. They're like scared to go out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's this like dehumanization that the mass causes that, you know, I've been, I've been, you know, I've been, uh, extremely defiant of the mask, uh, orders from the very beginning as you should be. And, um, right. But it's, but it's, it's certainly triggers a large percentage of the population. And, mm-hmm. and that's another intention of, of this show is that I want people to understand like why I don't comply with that order or never will, and mm-hmm. will never subject my family, um, my wife, my daughter to, you know, the wearing of the mask. There's something about it that is, um, just deeply shameful. And to me, it feels satanic. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm not someone that's been very religious, like, um, throughout my life, but that is something I, some of the good that's come of, uh, of 2020 and, you know, I guess this great reveal or, you know, that's how I would refer to last year, um, is that like, I've, I've found God because mm-hmm. the, the evil powers that be, really made themselves really, really obvious and clear to me over mm-hmm. the last year. And, um, and, and, and it's forced me to really find God and, um, and look for, and really f- try to focus on, you know, the good, the true and the beautiful. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and live in, you know, live in, uh, live in a way that is following, you know, the, 
the the words or direction of, of Jesus and God and uh, so that's been a big a big change for me over mm-hmm. the last year and it's not that I, I've always you know been a believer in God but I think a lot of people um, just because they go to a church or technically belong to a church um, they would they would label themselves as like Christians but then at the same time they're taking all of their life direction from daddy government mm-hmm. and it's very much in conflict with you know i guess the the bible and, and the mm-hmm. way that and really like the way that we're directed to live from that yeah you know for sure there's you know with with the the mask issue i mean early on i was i was posting about that the masks were nonsense that they're not only not going to prevent the transmission of uh, a virus if if it was a virus that was responsible for this mm-hmm. contagion and, and you know even in the first place but um, what I started to find was that there was a, many people who even in the face of a mountain of scientific evidence um, dozens of studies then you have the, the Wuhan study coming out showing that masks don't work and they actually increase the incidence of adverse health effects in the in the people that wear them, right. where the, the, the people not wearing masks tend to have better health outcomes than the people wearing masks. Even when confronted with this evidence, you still see people where, um, you know, they're like, well, I think you're going to have a real hard time convincing people not to wear masks. Right. Yeah. Like, like well, it, they can't hurt. It they can't hurt. hurt. I think that's that's yes. probably the exactly and the response we hear most. They can. They can hurt yes. a lot. But but really, like to get into the science of it is almost a distraction because what, what it really comes down to is the, 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 when you have, you're trying to logically counter an illogical stance and argument. Right. I think. Yes. And it's, it's a reflection of how far society has drifted from having a connection with their creator. You know, whatever, whatever you believe in, I'm not, um, I'm not a religious person either, but I am spiritual and I do believe in God. And I do believe that all of us are, um, products of the divine creator and that we all are connected through some form of energy that we don't necessarily understand. But, um, when, you know, the, the, I, I believe that the evolution of humanity that will occur and is occurring is each of us that choose to step into uh, our evolution is we are trying to become an expression of Christ consciousness, where we are the embodiment of love and compassion and gratitude here on earth. And Christ was not afraid of viruses or uh, leprosy or anyone. He, 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 the, the way that he believed that the way that you treat the lowest members of your society is th- those people are you. Right. And when we have millions of people, billions of people, probably worldwide walking around in masks, fearful, it is it is because we have allowed ourselves to become either disenfranchised or disconnected from God and our true nature. And it is only by, I believe, uh, recognizing uh, the, the, the reality of our oneness and where we truly came from and that divine spark within each one of us that we will move through this and ascend. Yeah. Um, well, when it comes to, you know, getting back to like this, this, I guess, um, 
breaking this spell that has been this coronavirus or pandemic or COVID-19 or mm-hmm. um, let's let's break down some of the some of like very clearly for my family and my friends and your family and friends that are you know kind of uh, kind of written us off maybe uh, as uh, as conspiracy theorists um, we've went through the germ theory Mm-hmm. And why that doesn't, you know, why, why that's such a big deal that that's not been proven um, by the richest um, industry in, uh, in the world. Um, then you've got this PCR test mm-hmm. and the PCR test, like I've, I've, I have a hard time, I guess, explaining that to people that the tests are bullshit. The tests are fake. Mm-hmm. And because the way they work is they're they're magnifying. I think I, I think I read like thirty five to forty five times mm-hmm. uh, magnification of these exosomes in our bodies. That our body is literally made up of trillions of them. So literally, if you if so, it seems to me if you'd magnify enough, you could find anything in there, mm-hmm. right? Um, and stop me if I'm wrong on any of this. Okay, then you've got um, then you've got the method of testing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen before um, uh, anything like the way that they're testing for for this virus right now. But this sticking of a long swab or Q-tip essentially down your nose, essentially to pierce the blood-brain barrier, seems horrifying. I can't really even like think about it or explain it without kind of getting the chills or the willies from it. now the blood-brain barrier is something that most people probably aren't familiar with that that term, mm-hmm. and and I'm really only familiar with it to the extent of like I know that it's a big deal in like the health the health biohacking world if something is able to break the blood-brain barrier, mm-hmm. right? Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah. So there's a layer that um, protects our brain from the various toxins that exist in our bodies that we're exposed to. You know, we, we if, if I were to go take a shower here in Chicago with the quality of municipal water in our great city, um, mm-hmm. my skin would be absorbing everything from neurotoxins like fluoride to chlorine that, you know, can kill microbes in my gut to other people's prescription drugs. Um, a wide variety of, of known uh, neurotoxins, things that if they were to get into the brain could be quite damaging. So this mm-hmm. layer exists to prevent the stuff that is able to maybe be absorbed through our skin or that we eat, uh, glyphosate, the, the herbicide um, that Monsanto created known as Roundup, yeah. to prevent these things when they're in our body from getting into our brain where they could really do some damage. It also keeps out uh, microbes and, and pathogens that produce their own metabolic wastes and toxins. So the, this protective layer known as the blood brain barriers of critical importance for maintaining health and staving off, uh, all diseases, but especially neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's, Parkinson's and dementia. Well, there's a number of things that can break down that blood-brain barrier, um, not the least of which is radiation, 
from our cell phones, Wi-Fi, the, mm -hmm. the, the, the white pods that people are putting in their ears, which is just a disaster. Stop doing that if you're doing it. Yeah, use um, the cord, use <laughs> the cord. Might not look as cool, but those are literally little microwaves. It's can't get any closer to your brain than It's your cooler brain. than a tumor. <laughs> yeah, it's much cooler. <laughs> um, yeah, fair enough. And, uh, mm. and, and the radiation that we're surrounding ourselves with. So this, this um, there's, I've, I've seen some people making arguments that there may have been um, nefarious motivation to the methodology used to test people, especially the nasal swab that goes incredibly deep. One of my close friends, um, had that done and it really, really messed him up. And, uh, in what way he got way worse after <clears throat> that. Um, then you add into the fact that a number of, uh, doctors and frontline workers have tested unused, um, coronavirus testing kits and gotten a positive response. Um, it does, it, it does present the possibility that certain testing kits were infected. Mm -hmm. Um, and then this was a method of administration to the population in much the same way that they are likely using, if, if not already planning to use the vaccine to administer pathogens to the population. Mm -hmm. Um, this has happened th throughout history. They've been caught red handed multiple times. Dr. Judy Minkovitz, um, went, went public with her work on, um, XMRV, which is a retrovirus and, and finding that in the blood supply. So there's, um, there's blood on the hands of the people that are, um, creating the vaccines that control the blood supply and, um, that they have intentionally contaminated these sources as a way to get these pathogens, um, retroviruses and, and, and even, um, simian virus 40, which is a, a monkey, uh, retrovirus into the population where then it can take on, um, it can start to replicate through other means of transmission, like sexual contact. Um, the tests are, the, 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 the tests being used are being used because they can be easily manipulated, plain and simple. The creator of the PCR test said it does not work for what they're using it for. Right. Um, these tests show and have written on them that they, that the common cold can create a positive test result. So anyone listening, have you had the common cold? Right. You know, or a flu, a flu shot. I think I've heard the flu shot is loaded with coronavirus. Allegedly, possibly, yeah. Yeah. you know, I haven't mm -hmm. tested the flu shot personally, but I have heard this from some people. Um, do your own research, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not here to convince you. Yeah. Um, but what, um, I'm not sure exactly where, what I was going to add to that on the testing front. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, I guess the, the, my point was why I wanted you to get into that is because to me, you know, I'm a big energy guy. I think like I, I go with, you know, I have a strong sense of intuition and discernment mm -hmm. and the test. I can't even, like I said, I can't even watch it, let alone like describe, like describe it or watch it without kind of getting the chills from it. Like it, mm -hmm. it feels wrong. The way that I've never seen another test. Have you ever seen another test administered like that? It, it, it looks like a nose ring. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. You know, no one wants to get raped. Um, <laughs> well, speak for yourself. And, and it's really, and, and really you've, you know, it's very obvious that that's, that, that it's not about, it's not even really about number of deaths or, um, 
here's, or here's, sickness when it comes to like the, the, what they're driving, this narrative that they're using right now is just like number of positive tests. So it's, it's yeah, this massive cases. push to just test, 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 yeah. test. And, and it's, it's very easy to get a positive test. Just, I mean, if for the people that are a little bit more right-brained in like numbers, there's been over 30 coronaviruses um, recorded, right? It, it, some people think that like- Trying to get that fruit fly. Some people think that like um, COVID-19 or C-19 is because it's the 19th one. No, it's because 2019, there's, there's been over 30. And um, any, if you've been exposed to any one of those, these that have been around for 60 plus years, you can have a positive coronavirus test. And they could say you're coronavirus positive. Just think about that, right? And so these, it's, it's important to recognize these tests have been created and are being used because they can be manipulated and they produce a tremendous amount of false positives. Um, and that allows them to control a narrative and keep the population fearful and confused. Right. Um, then if you wanna go one step further, just to, to layer this in, in, in 60 plus years of coronaviruses and 30 plus versions of the coronavirus, they've never successfully created a vaccine. Well, and now, right now, now they got a magic one. They successfully created one. Yeah. Is, is it successful? Absolutely of not. Of course not. Is it ludicrous to assume this thing is safe? Yes, it's preposterous. It's, it's, there's, we live for 70, 80, 90, sometimes 100 plus years, and they're taking something that was rushed by proven criminals and liars, mm -hmm. in some cases, allegedly Satanists, mm -hmm. and people are willing to put it in their body. Yeah. I mean, know? there's, Okay, back to the Satanist, um, because that might sound crazy to people, but there is literally an ingredient in in this vaccine that they named luciferase. Yeah, luciferase and luciferin. And it's in order to um, make the vaccine, it is diluted in 66.6, uh, .6, I believe, milliliters of yeah. uh what sort of solution. Yeah. I mean, it's right there. Like talk about plain sight. That's yeah. Plain you can, sight. you can go and you can go and look up the, um, you can go on the U S patent office, uh, website. You can look on Google patents or the U S PTO website and, um, look up the, the Moderna that have, they have a patent for the, for uh, luciferin and luciferase. It's all right there. Yeah. I mean, this, this entire, um, plan or strategy that these powers that be have implemented. Uh, I'm, uh, uh, uh. God's implemented. God's implemented. Okay. Well, God's they're, they're, I mean, it is, they're there implementing is, God's plan. There, there is a level of like, I mean, it's, it is genius to a certain, like in, in, you know, if you're looking at it for take a step back and just look at it, you know, take out the nefarious nature of it, but it is genius. Like I, you know, there's restaurants, here in Chicago, restaurants and bars that have been shut down, mm -hmm. essentially out of business, mm -hmm. but they are now administering the tests, the very tests that justify their closure. Mm -hmm. And when, you know, and a good friend of mine's restaurant, uh, restaurant tour, and he, and he owns several uh, locations that are, that are doing this testing now. And when I asked him, I was like, what, why would you, 
cuck to that. Why would you? And he's like, money, man. Like, we need money. And this is a way to make it. Like, the tests are free for the public. Mm -hmm. And the testing site, in this case, a restaurant or bar that's been forced to close, is paid $25 a head. Mm -hmm. He's like, we could we could test 400 people a day. That's $10,000 a day. Mm -hmm. Exactly. To feed into this beast. Yeah. It's, you, you see that the, the, the foundation that was created was they needed economic dependence. And when you have uh, economic dependence in a society of people who have made so many things besides God, their God, mm -hmm. not the least of which is money, yeah. you can get a percentage of people to do things that they would otherwise not consider. Right. And it's, it's going to be, um, for, for people who have um, any sort of false idol, including money, that, that they are loyal to, it's going to be a very rough next few years. And I think a lot of people are going to simply be thrown off the planet in yeah. some ways. Yeah. And, and, for the, and for those that aren't aware, um, the, you, our, our normal is, I would say, never coming back, our old normal. Um, but certainly not anytime soon. So those that are just, you know, hopeful that if we all comply and we all mask up and get the, get the vaccination that, um, that our old way of life is going to return. That is a, uh, it's not. And they've said that's not going to happen. No, this, this I, well, that's what I was going to get to. Like this, this is like a five-year plan. That's another thing that's out there. That's like mm -hmm. in plain sight. Like, I believe that there's different parts of this that are funded by um, the central banks. And, and what mm -hmm. I've seen is that this is a five-year plan that runs through the year 2025. Mm. Yeah. So there's really, there's really no, there's really no um, honor in, in kind of like keeping your blinders on and just trying to like, mm -hmm. you know, comply with daddy government and, no. uh, and do your part. And, and it's, it's critical to differentiate the idea of a vaccine, which I understand, like I get the concept of a vaccine. That's not what this is. They've very clearly stated that a, a, a true vaccine conceptually, what most people believe is you get a small amount of a pathogen that is not enough to make you sick, but it is enough to get your body to mount an immune response, and then you are immune to that pathogen. Um, that's not how most of these vaccines work. Additionally, they're loaded with all sorts of toxins, including various forms of mercury and aluminum. Let's go through, let's go through the, the, what's in, what's in vaccines. So you've got heavy metals. Yeah, so there, it, it, it <clears throat> depends, and I don't want to make any claims, but there have been a lot of tests done that have found heavy metals, including mercury, aluminum, um, aborted fetal cells. Um, there are um, There's an ingredient in the coronavirus vaccine, especially the Pfizer one, that has been shown to cause an, an immune reaction in 70% of people that can result in sterility. So basically you get an, an immune reaction um, and it, in women, it targets their uterus and can make it where they are unable to have children. Yeah. So which would, which would certainly serve their depopulation agenda. Correct. Um, so there's, I mean, people need to do their own research on, on vaccines. They're going to hear this and they're, they're you know, it, it, those that are skeptical, I get it. I was at first too. I didn't even think that, that there would be groups of people that would be willing to, um, 
to do things like this. And, mm -hmm. you know, for a while I was, I was telling people, all right, here's how to make your water healthy and here's what you should eat and shouldn't eat. And I was just like, how do they not know this stuff is bad for us? And I was like, 2020, the year of 2020 vision. I'm like, oh, not only do they know, they're putting it in there, yeah. you know? Because when you have people- You're talking about the, 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 the powers that be, the, right? Like why would they yeah, put fluoride the, in our the, water? The, the parasite class. I mean, that's what we have going on right now. We have a system that is crumbling upon itself because the, the you know, we have, um, the world is essentially a lot of these borders that, that we know as countries and, and, and states and different uh, nations and groups of people. It's, it's an illusion. There is one group that is um, controlling the world and they're doing it through fiat currency, through the banks and through insurance. Mm -hmm. And their system of this non, this money that is, is really just debt. It's just pieces of paper that are not backed by anything. Um, it's falling apart. And they're realizing we're, we don't have the pensions. We don't have the social security. We've got tons of people that are just sucking on the teat of the government and they're not producing anymore. We've got, you know, everyone's got their hand in the cookie jar, but no one's filling the cookie jar up. Right. Not nobody, but there's just not enough people. We've, we've gotten to such a small percentage of the population that's farming and actually yeah. making stuff. And everyone, you know, they, 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 they got their hand out to pimp daddy government, you know, because mm -hmm. they want freebies. And that's why the system is crumbling. And part of what I believe is going on with the Georgia Guidestones is we're moving towards a technocracy where um, the parasite class uh, plans to use technology to control people. And those who are not savvy to their plan are subject to being enslaved. That's why we're seeing 5G towers rolled out. That's why our phones are getting more and more. That's why we saw the big push in the Obama administration to get phones in the hands of every person. Mm -hmm. um, that's why everything, there's smart meters on our homes. It's this control grid, a power grid, so that every move you make is tracked and monitored. And it's pushing away from fiat currency because that system is falling apart and it is pushing towards a cashless society that is ran mostly by cryptocurrency. Bitcoin, Ethereum, whatever they choose to use does not function with 7.8, 7.9 billion people. Right. It, they need a lot of people to die off in order for that system to take place. And they need people to be ignorant to the fact that electricity, from all these devices, from the towers being put everywhere, from our computers and phones and Wi-Fi routers and the things in our head makes us sick. They need people ignorant to that fact because that is their control grid. And the way out is to become more community sufficient, to learn the shit that we've gotten away from, right. how to grow your own food, how to produce your own power, you know, propane, solar, hydroelectric power, get water from your own property, drink spring water rather than filtered sewage, yeah, you know, yeah, with other yeah. people's prescription drugs and, and, and fluoride and chemicals added into it. That's the way out. It's to get a community of people that have your back that aren't going to call the cops on you if you're not wearing a mask, that aren't going to call the cops on you if you have people over for Christmas. It's going to be getting the heck out of cities because they've fallen. The mm -hmm. cities are done. Mm -hmm. That's a fact. 
And um, I care a lot about people. I love people and I don't want to see people fall victim to that. But if you are living in a city right now, it's important to give, take a serious look at where does your food come from? Are you, are you reliant on these supply chains? Do you grow any of your own food? If not, plant a freaking garden. Yeah. Where does your water come from? Because the first thing that happens when someone doesn't want to comply with big pimp daddy government is they flick the switch on your power and your water. And if we're here in a high rise in Chicago and they flick the switch on your power and water, you're SOL, yeah. right? So if you want to be more free, if you value your freedom, you need to understand where this is likely going. Do your own research. Don't take my word for it. Mm -hmm. And we need to get hip to the fact that the more these towers are rolled out, the more they are setting up their infrastructure to enslave humanity if humanity remains ignorant. Yeah, and let's you know, and let's get into that because that that sounds super extreme for most people to hear that. You know, mm -hmm. these these triggering words like oh enslavement or mm -hmm. slave master or fiat currency, right? Yeah. So fiat currency, that what that means is essentially that it's fake or that it's not backed by any anything real like like right yeah. like the dollar used to be backed by gold mm -hmm. right the gold standard right and and now it's not backed by anything so when we're talking about enslavement or the slave masters right we're saying that because when you they're take not, it they're not my master no no my mine either <laughs> i'm i'm not i'm not meant to be choose better. your words carefully my yes, friend. yes they matter fair <laughs> um but anyway like these like when you when you take a step back and look at the big picture and the way that our society and our and our economy functions, there's this Federal Reserve or these central banks mm -hmm. that literally print money mm -hmm. at will, mm -hmm. right? And we earn it, we borrow it, but they have the power to just print it whenever whenever they choose. And I heard I heard a figure. And I, and I don't know if you know this or if, if this is accurate, but I heard that in 2020, 20 or 25% of the cash in America was printed last mm -hmm. year. Like in, in the year 2020, mm -hmm. that high of a percent, like a quarter of a quarter or 20% of the, of the cash in, in the country was just printed. Mm -hmm. Is that is that something you're familiar with or no? No, I don't know. I mean, no. they've been printing a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, they, like, and another way thing to look at, like I heard, uh, I think it was Owen Benjamin point out that like a an ounce of gold. And there, I finally got that fruit fly. Sorry, we got a lot of plants in my house. You guys can't see. Um, uh, I heard a figure, or I heard I heard this. Uh, I, I guess it's like a fun fact that an ounce of gold is worth the same thing today as it was like a hundred years ago. Mm -hmm. And while the dollar amount is vastly different, it's like the cost of a really nice suit. Yeah, basically like, so like an ounce of gold, if there was, if there was a, a if you translated that to a dollar equivalent, let's say it was like $20, you yeah. know, a hundred years ago or whatever, like that, that $20 denomination could buy you like a nice suit. Well mm -hmm. now let's say like an ounce of gold is like, $2,000. It is, right? 2000 something. Yeah, roughly. And, and 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 so it basically translates to like about the same thing. You get yourself like a really, really nice, nice suit. suit. Yeah. yeah. Um, whereas the fiat currency, after we, we got away from um, backing our currency with gold, and I believe like the seven, I think it was Nixon that did it, but it was around the 1970s. You know, after that, it just became, it became funny money. 
And, um, and there's, you know, in, in order for this, um, this, this group of people, whatever you want to call them, say the parasite class, in order for them to dis- like destroy the symptom, the, the, the system that can no longer function, you know, the, a lot of people won't like hearing this, but I, I don't suspect pensions will be around very long. I've told, you know, my dad was a fireman for 27 years and like, that was part of why he did it with, so that, so that right. him and my mom would have a pension, you know, and I've said, we're making preparations as if that's not going to be around. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, pensions, social security, I wouldn't plan on those things being around for a long time. And for this, this parasite class of people to, to usher in a new one world government, which is what they would like a one currency government that I believe will be cryptocurrency. They need the dollar to fall. How do you make, how do you make uh, a, a dollar fall? You constantly pump trillions and trillions of dollars into the economy, devaluing it, mm-hmm. giving people free checks for, you know, the, the payroll protection program or this or that. And you know what I mean? We're, um, we're, we're, we're at war with the Middle East and we need to give Halliburton 30 trillion dollars to whatever, make whatever, right? you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just pump, pump, pump more into mm-hmm. the economy. How do we contribute to that? Debt by by taking loans, mm-hmm. and I, I highly encourage anyone that's that like. There's going to be a lot of us where it's it's if if you want to thrive in this period, it's going to be moving back to living within your means, and that means not taking out big loans to buy you know fancy things you can't afford, yeah. and um, you know no debt. You you know both of us have purchased land. Uh, there was land that I liked that was beautiful that would have required a loan. And I was like, no, thank you. Yeah. You know, I want to yeah. pay cash and be done. Yeah. You know, right. and, and people can say like, oh, well, it, you know, must be nice. <laughs> oh, Benjamin would say. <laughs> but you, you can get 10 people together and go in on two acres of land. And on, on one quarter acre, you can grow enough food to feed a family of four. Yeah. Right. So it's it's more the the objections and lies that we believe that keep us from taking action rather than reality. You know, if, if, if you want to get land, if you want to build a community of other people that have your back, if you want to be a little bit more self-sufficient because you're starting to perhaps see that your safety and future freedoms depend on it. It's not that hard, right? You know, start building your community now. Take your mask off. Take Get out there. Off. Give someone a hug. You're not gonna. You're yeah. not gonna get sick. Yeah. Um. Well, you you actually got to uh, to my next question already, but that was uh, what it was going to be. Is like, how do we, how are you preparing for, you know, this new this new life? Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I you know I, I know you bought land and and Anthony's uh, you know he's. He, I, I was fortunate to, uh, to to take a road trip with him to look at some property in uh, the Smoky Mountains area, and it's beautiful. Um, I was blown away that it actually looks. It is a real rainforest, and it. I, I you know I might be a little dramatic, but I equate it to like the forest in Avatar. Like it's super green and majestic and I don't even know, almost like cartoonish CGI looking. It's, it's awesome. And there's rivers, you know, pristine rivers, you know, roaring through everywhere. Every, there's just these, these, 
these veins of water coming from every direction. Um, so that's an awesome area. Mm -hmm. And um, myself my, uh, and Victoria, we've, we've really uh, fallen in love with um, Northern Michigan, uh, mm -hmm. Western and Northern Michigan. Um, she's originally from Northern Michigan. So, um, so my in-laws and her whole family is up there. Mm -hmm. um, so that like, that made a lot of sense for us. And it's just, it seems like there's a lot of people there that um, share the same values. Maybe people like kind of um, migrating there from other parts of the Midwest or even the country mm -hmm. um, that are, you know, small organic farms are really commonplace. There's a lot of like farm stands, fruit, different, um, you know, all different people basically like learning how to live off the land up there. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, there's uh, hunting, you know, there's a ton of deer on the property that we bought. Um, but all that said, um, I guess like my biggest concern, and I'm sure it's something that kind of like, at least is in the back of your mind every day is like community, right? Mm -hmm. Because we both invested now in an area where like, we don't really have friends or family nearby. Like our, the property we bought is like over two hours away from mm -hmm. anybody that we know. Yeah. You know? Um, and yours, I believe you're probably 10 plus hours mm -hmm. um, from from here. Yeah. And we're both, I think both of our families really are, are in Ch Chicagoland area. Yeah. So, so uh, great question. And what, um, I, I don't think I've even talked to you about this, but we're now building a community. So I've started... Um, We've, we've started getting together a number of clients and people that, you know, that um, I've worked with over the years and know, and then people that just kind of follow the, the work that I've done. And we're building a regenerative community of like-minded people who um, will be living in harmony with nature. And this is going to happen on your property or in the area. Or? No, I'm going to, we're raising money. We already have a couple people that are in and, um, and, and said they're ready to fund. And um, I'm going to take that money and then based on the amount of money that we have, I'm going to secure land in 2021. It's mm -hmm. going to be, we're going to have our own power. So um, it's, it's not going to be dependent on the power grid. Um, so again, it will either be propane or solar or hydropower or a combination thereof, all green. I mean, yeah. not, not anyway, yeah. <laughs> not, not buzzword green, like actually green, yeah. lo lower, no carbon footprint. Mm -hmm. Um, we're going to be have, having fresh spring water on the property. We're going to have community gardens and, um, in, in, in what I believe to be the most beautiful part of the United States. And, um, we're having for a donation, people are able to um, get a certain amount of acreage on that property, but they also get the community and mm -hmm. um, and people that get it, that recognize the, uh, the, the, the how vital it is for us to if you if you want to maintain your freedoms and sovereignty over your body to um, to be a little bit more not self-sufficient community sufficient. Yeah. Um, and that's where I think things are going. So we purchased, um, roughly 60 acres for our family and I've been learning a ton about, um, building and gardening and, and that sort of thing. And then now the next phase is, um, building this community. And one of the cool things that, that, I'm, uh, we're doing and committed to is for every acre that we buy for this community, we're going to be giving um, an equivalent amount of acreage back to either Native Americans or indigenous people who had that land taken from them. Mm 
-hmm. So if we end up purchasing a hundred acres for this property or a thousand acres for this property, depending on how many people want to be a part of it. And of course are a fit, Mm -hmm. um, then we are going to purchase, uh, a hundred acres or a thousand acres and give that, give that back to the Cherokee Indians or indigenous people who mm-hmm. at some point in their history had that land taken from them. And, um, I think it'll be a really cool way for people to get back to living in harmony with nature, living in harmony with God's law, not, yeah. not the law of man. And, um, we're, we're making it super affordable. I mean, a lot of people have invested hundreds of thousands of dollars in some cases, millions of dollars in their home. And, um, this for, you know, a very small fraction of that, they'll have land that they could build on that for a lot of people would probably just be like a backup, you know, or a vacation place, but they'll know if things get weird where they're at, if it's like, man, you know what? I'm not sure my neighbors do have my back, (laughs) you know, (laughs) maybe I need to spend a little bit more down time down, you know, down in that, in that community. And, and they would also, you know, be doing something good for, uh, the planet and, you know, the indigenous people that have in, inhabited it, um, long before. I love that, man. It's like, uh, making it right by yeah. the, uh, by the indigenous people, not waiting for uh daddy government to do it. Yeah. And, Fix and their, yeah. their, uh, missteps, you know, we, we don't have like a page up or anything like that, but it's, um, if people want, are interested in that, they can go to biohackercoaching.com and just fill out the application and say it's for the community. Um, I, I just want to be, to respect everyone's time. The, the smallest investment is 25 K. Okay. So just so that everyone knows, Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, that would guarantee at least a quarter acre. I want it to be a lot more, but, um, I want to under promise and over deliver. Here's why friends don't let friends vaccinate. Fear does not stop death. It stops life. And worrying does not take away tomorrow's troubles. It takes away today's peace. The COVID quote-unquote vaccine is not a vaccine. They've said it will take multiple doses and even then require continuous reinjection. That's a drug, not a vaccine. Add to that that this is the first ever mRNA vaccine, which contrary to the propaganda websites and news outlets out there debunking the real risks, has the potential to change our genetic makeup, perhaps even making a legal case that humans who have received the vaccine have now been genetically modified, almost like a GMO. Let that sink in for a moment. And then you take into that, into consideration the fact that Multiple countries are showing dozens of adverse effects. Hank Aaron, the Major League Baseball star, died just within a a week of getting the COVID vaccine. And there are many more cases, far too many to even name here. This is part of the reason that many of us have decided to be the change that we want to see in the world. And we are forming a regenerative, community-sufficient tribe living in harmony with nature in Western North Carolina. Here's a little bit of the community guidelines and manifesto for those of you guys that may be interested. It's going to be off-grid power. So each home is going to have their own power, either through propane, solar, hydroelectric, wood stoves, or some combination thereof. 
Uh, there's going to be no Wi-Fi or wireless electricity, but we will have wired internet connections that are faster and healthier. Uh, each parcel of land on the property, each home site is going to have uh, spring water for drinking, bathing, and gardening. We have a regenerative philosophy that we're bringing. So if, for example, we need to cut down five trees to put in a road, we're going to plant 10. Um, we believe that we are divine creators in the image of God and that the laws of God uh, belong above the laws of man. Um, we're going to encourage gardening, growing some or all of your own food. Many people don't realize this, but a family of four can be fed on just a quarter acre. Um, we're going to be connected to our local law enforcement, particularly the local sheriff. We're going to be attending um, meetings and lobbying for laws that uphold the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, our freedom, and the health and sustainability, I know that's a buzzword, uh, of, of Mother Nature. We're going to focus on the good, the true, and the beautiful. Um, our currency is going to be trading of goods and services, um, possibly silver, possibly gold, but not relying on, uh, you know, paper money that's not backed by anything and certainly headed for a crash or uh, the cryptocurrency, which is um, part of, you know, this sort of slavery system that they're kind of trying to usher the unsuspecting into. Uh, we believe our greatest assets are our community, our character, and our health. Family is wealth. Uh, no mask, no vax. There's going to be community homeschooling. Uh, it's critical that we teach our children as they are our future. So we're going to be big on practicing critical thinking, challenging convention, seeking wisdom, not information. There's going to be no usury, so no charging interest on any loaned money. And all of us are going to be looking to add value, leaving everyone in our community better than we found them. Um, if you're interested in learning more about how you could possibly be a part of this community, uh, you can go to biohackercoaching.com. I want to be forthright and respect your time. The minimum investment is a 25K donation that guarantees uh, a quarter acre plot of land. Uh, 75K guarantees uh, a full acre of land and 195K guarantees three acres of land. And our community is a beautiful mix of entrepreneurs, healers, yogis, health professionals, families, and individuals who value freedom, connection, and living in harmony with Mother Earth. Uh, this sounds funny, but after 2020, you got to say it. All religions except for Satanism and Luciferianism are valued and welcome. So it doesn't matter if you're Muslim, Christian, Jewish, as long as God's at the top. Um, that's all that matters. So, Yeah. You can learn more about that and grab a time for us to talk at biohackercoaching.com. Just please make sure that, you know, the you're financially qualified. And if you would like to request, after you filled out your application, if you'd like to request that it is moved to the front of the line, you can text community VIP to 847-989-3743. All right. Before we break this off, I want to, I want to, I want to go down this rabbit hole because like, I'm sure we, cause we, you know, a lot of our beliefs like are aligned, but, um, but I'm curious, but I, I know that we've kind of differed on this along the way. So I want to talk about what do you think this virus actually is? 
because people, you know, people are sick, right? Mm-hmm. And do you think that it's it's literally the cover for this 5G rollout and increased EMFs? Or do you think that it's something that someone is spreading? Like, what is what is your theory on it? In the vast majority of cases, I believe what we are seeing is radiation poisoning. Power levels on our phones, Wi-Fi routers, especially the smart meters on our homes that send the power usage to your company, to send your electrical usage to your power company two to six times a minute. Um, and the supporting infrastructure that is being buried in the, the sidewalks and streets of Chicago and the towers that people are seeing everywhere. Um, I, I think that the vast majority of symptoms that people are experiencing are from that. Having said that, there, it, it, it has been proven that gain-of-functions research and chimeric research on how to take certain pathogens and make them more virulent and more lethal is being done. The, um, the, the, the man who won the Nobel Prize for discovering HIV um, allegedly took a look at coronavirus and said there's uh, no way this was this is naturally occurring. It was mm-hmm. made in a laboratory. Um, but what? Are, but okay, like that that confuses me because well, well, I thought they can't even isolate or identify it. So like it not, confuses me too. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I have not seen anyone that has that that can say this is coronavirus 19 under a microscope. The pictures that we see on the news, it's a, it's a stock image it's of a cartoon, virus. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's, a, cartoon. it's a cartoon. Um, so it admittedly is confusing. And I don't know for sure if it, it, it does seem like there was, there's a lot of evidence showing that this, that there was gain of functions research that was being done at Fort Detrick originally and then transferred over to a lab in Wuhan. Um, But at the same time, when you look at Wuhan, that was the first place that rolled out a ton of 5G towers, like more more in that one city than there were in the entire United States at the time. So um, the short answer is, I believe that the vast majority of this is radiation poisoning, it can cause all sorts of symptoms in people and and electrical illness presents itself differently for each person. That's part of the reason that it's so confusing and so difficult to um, convince people is real. Um, But I wouldn't be surprised if there was, if it was a one-two punch, you know, if there was, if, if there was, all right, let's release this this, this chimeric virus that we created that gives it a little bit more validity, but that thing is, a, a virus is not going to spread and cause the mass illness that we're seeing. Um, and when you understand contagion a little bit better, just the, the, the surface of which we've scratched in this interview, you can see that um, electrical illness and radiation poisoning makes a lot more sense. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, I guess that where I fall on that is, uh, I don't, um, I think maybe the good news about germ theory being, you know, essentially just like this false narrative or false belief that's been pushed on us, um, is that 
maybe they can't really spread these diseases like we've been led to kind of kind of this like fear that's kind of been instilled with us like bioweapons whether they're coming from another country that seems to just be part of like the larger scope of fear porn Mm -hmm. and and like and i i don't i think the labs like oh the wuhan lab the lab in north carolina like it to me it's all just narratives like Mm -hmm. meant to feed this political binary that you know that most everyone is caught up in Mm -hmm. um have you gotten sick uh, in the last year where you, yeah. you think maybe you had this or yeah. something? Yeah. Uh, got sick very, to an extreme degree in March. I had a, a buddy that um, was renting out my spare bedroom and both of us went down hard. And where were you at? In Delray Beach. Okay. And for those of you that are not familiar, Anthony's from Chicago, moved to Delray mm-hmm. a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, and basically moved down there for his health. He wanted to get more sun. He wanted mm-hmm. to be in a sunnier place than Chicago. Yeah. So um, I guess to, to, to back up a little bit, a few months before that, I woke up one morning. And, I, you know, I had, before moving into my place, I, I, I was very careful to check everything from, you know, the wiring in the house to there was some, some power lines nearby r- running along one side of my property. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that's not good. You know, we've known since the 1960s from the work of uh, Dr. Robert Becker that power lines are associated with cancer and that our bone acts like semiconductor and amplifies these fields. I'm like, I don't want to live by power lines, but we, we tested it and they weren't putting out a ton of power. And um, I even checked how well the grounding system of, of my home was set up, which, which determines like how effectively your body can disperse voltage, right? Like if I were to have you hold a, a, a voltage meter and go over and touch that uh, light switch, we would see the voltage in your body spike when you touch the light switch. And a lot of people don't realize that. Yeah. It's happening constantly. And if your home is not grounded to the Earth's electromagnetic field, or if you're constantly walking around in shoes rather than barefoot, that electricity and voltage can just bounce around in your body and over years and decades wreak havoc, leading to things like cancer, heart disease, neurodegenerative disease, etc. So I even measured the grounding system on the house to make sure that it effectively was able to disperse this voltage back into the Earth and that I wouldn't be carrying that stuff around in my body. Well, one morning I walked outside and they were putting up high voltage power lines right along the side of my yard with some of the uh, 5G infrastructure. And I said, what the heck are you doing? Mm -hmm. And the guy's like, this is how it works, man. This is this, you know, easement is public property and there's nothing you can do. And overnight I have the highest voltage power lines possible that are allowed in the city of Delray now on my property. And um, it wasn't a huge deal. It, 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 we didn't really notice too much, but it had that infrastructure for 5G. Okay. And uh, some of the things, I don't know how to describe it, but people have probably seen them on like light posts and, and whatever. Well, in the in the same... The little note on top of the streetlight right there, right? Possibly. Yeah. That is. Yeah. That, that talks to the towers. Yeah. And then those transmit to our devices. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so in the same day, my roommate and I, uh, both went down and just two strong guys, uh, like could barely move. I felt like my brain was broken. I was exhausted. And this was, um, in March. So we were both at first, we were both kind of like, we weren't at all even 
really buying into the virus or anything like that. And then we both got super sick and we're like, damn, maybe we got the coronavirus. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I went and did 40 (laughs) sessions of hyperbaric oxygen going down to like two atmospheres of pressure, breathing 100% oxygen. I threw the kitchen sink. No pathogen could have possibly survived the onslaught. Yeah. I Anthony this. is, I'm, I'm an extreme guy. Anthony is another level of extreme. If, sure. if, if I like take any protocol, any antiviral or immune boosting protocol and multiply it by a hundred, that's what I did. We were doing three uh, vitamin C IVs of 15 to 25,000 milligrams a, a, a week. And um, we weren't getting better. Neither of us. And I said to him, um, after a couple of weeks, I go, look, we need to test our environment because I've seen this enough times now in working with people and helping a, a lot of folks overcome challenging health issues. Mm-hmm. I'm like, at a certain point, we need to check our environment. And um, he ended up needing to go to, he just got worse and worse and ended up needing to go to the hospital um, on, on one Sunday. So his brother who, uh, worked with me on our team came to pick him up. He's like, I got to take him to the hospital. They went and he's like, I'm going to see if the environment when they were, when he was being, uh, dispatched or released, he's like, I'm going to go stay at my brother's place and see if this is possibly, uh, if the environment is contributing to it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, two days later he called me and he's like, dude, get out of the house. And he's like, I'm already feeling way better. And then the next day, him and his brother went canoeing, um, like down near the the Everglades. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, shoot, all right. So I was, and the whole time I was kind of thinking that it might have had had something to do right. with the infrastructure that was put up, and like maybe they just switched it on, right? You know. So I go and I rented an Airbnb. I found one that was off the beaten path, away from all the infrastructure. Um, there's also um, for those that that aren't aware you know there's been a good amount of allegedly satellites through starlink and and um mm-hmm. the i like the allegedly yeah the elon elon musk's company the satellites that are also transmitting these frequencies so i even found an airbnb that had a metal roof yeah just in case i'm yeah. like i want i want to make sure that I'm not writing anything off at this point. <laughs> that's, that's, right. not an, that's not a filter option. It's not a filter option yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I get the Airbnb and I grab my stuff and I grab my my uh, little mini golden doodle Kumba and we went in the Airbnb and within 24 hours I was doing yoga and I was like, it's something in the house, right? So that was on a Wednesday. Then on uh, a Sunday, it was like a Sunday and I'm like, I'm gonna go back to the house. I messaged him, I'm like, it just, it seemed too weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, uh, and he's like, dude, I think it's a little early. <laughs> you know, like we both, we both legit, we, we didn't discuss it while it was happening, but we both had an experience where one of the nights he was in the bathtub taking like a, a, a biohacker bath with like right. magnesium and Epsom salt. And like, I'm in the other room and both of us were separately being like, I think I'm dying right now. You know, yeah. like we felt that. Yeah. Awful. It's funny now, but yeah, you know, yeah, no, like we, he called his mom to like say goodbye because he thought he was dying. Um, and, uh, so he's like, dude, I think it's a little, I think it's a little early to go back into the house. Yeah. And I'm like, now nah, be good. And, um, but this time I wanted to make sure that, uh, I was measuring my blood oxygen saturation levels because I'm like, okay, if this is electromagnetic in nature, radiation poisoning, mm-hmm. what tends to happen is it affects your body's ability to, um, 
not just uh, hold, but but to also um, carry oxygen to right. your cells. And just and just to pause, just to just to explain that a little bit, because I bought one of these meters after I had the conversation with you when this was mm-hmm. going on, and you explained that you had this pulse oximeter. Mm-hmm. I believe you call it. Yeah. And the reason why you need that is because the the traditional EMF meters mm-hmm. do not do not read 5G. They're not right? they're not great with 5G. Okay. And so you you one of the ways that you can tell if you may be exposed to radiation poisoning is that your blood oxygen saturation levels would drop. Typically anything 95 and below is considered unhealthy. If you're getting in the low 90s, it's really a problem. I've had um, I've done hundreds of these tests measuring my blood oxygen saturation over the years um, and never been below 95. Usually I'm in that 95 to 98, you know, Mm -hmm. I've I've been at like 100 after doing, um, you know, IV light therapy or like ozone or something like that. But, you know, usually it's 95 to 98, never been below 95. So I bring them with me when I'm going back into the house and I've got two different pulse oximeters, different brands. On each hand? I'm making sure I'm covered, right? And uh, I got Kumba some food. I had myself a shower. I put on The Last Dance, that uh, Bulls documentary, yep. right? And I'm just like re- reliving the early 90s and, and how much of a legend <laughs> Jordan was and having a great time. And um, I'd had a conversation with uh, a friend and client a little bit earlier, and he's a guy who's... Um, a phenomenal hockey player in great shape. And he was talking about how he had been breathing heavy. He was finding himself experiencing oxygen hunger, you know, and this is only a couple weeks after the season had ended. And I told him that that's one of the ways that it can, you know, it can manifest. If your body is having difficulty, if, if, if your, your hemoglobin is having difficulty carrying oxygen to your cells, you may find yourself, kind of like get experiencing a need to, to breathe deeper or having oxygen hunger. So he, him and I had just had that conversation and, um, you know, I'm coming off a couple of days feeling great and I'm laying down and I'm watching the last dance. And then all of a sudden I, I find myself and <sighs> take a big deep breath. And I'm like, Hmm, keep an eye on that. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I don't need to go into too much detail. Anyway, it happened again and it happened again. And then I'm like, and then I found myself and I'm like, am I feeling a little bit off? I'm like, okay, I guess I will. So I'd had, I had my prescription cannabis card in Florida. I was an idiot. And I also ate like a, a five or 10 milligram edible before yeah. going back in. I don't know why I did that. I was just being dumb. It, 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 I couldn't isolate the Definitely experiment. Definitely screwed up your experiment. Yeah, it screwed up my experiment. So um, uh, it was just like one of the, I had a lot going on at the time. Yeah. So then I'm like, am I feeling weird or is it the edible? And, um, and then I stand up and I'm like, I'm going to go measure my blood oxygen saturation levels. And I stand, I stood up and I started going into the kitchen and I was like dizzy and almost fell over. And I grabbed mm-hmm. myself on the counter and I was like, no, I'm definitely like something's messing me up right now. And that, that dizziness was something that both of us had experienced multiple times, yeah. never had it once in, in the Airbnb. Right. So I put on the pulse oximeters and I got one on each hand and I'm looking and it's like, One's at 88 and one's at 89. I've never been below 95 on either of these in my life. And I'm like, Kumba, my dog. I'm like, let's go, get back out of here. Grabbed the bag, 
got out, jumped in my car and started driving and actually called my folks and explained to them what was going on. And they're like, we have no idea what you're talking about right now with pulse oximeters and right, oxygen yeah. saturation. But I'm like, we got a radiation issue in the house, you know, and uh, went back to the within 10, 20, 30 minutes. I don't remember, but my levels went back up. I started feeling normal again. And uh, that was it, you know, pretty much. So just like that packed up. Move back home. Move back. More or less. Yeah, more or less. And then, you know, I I, I helped pack up my buddy's stuff because he was having issues with the house. And even him and his brother came to get it. And then his brother started getting messed up in the house. You know, when when they were grabbing his stuff, he's like, something's going on over there. And and I think, you know, I'm, I'm sharing this story because there's without a doubt people all over the world that are experiencing radiation poisoning that, that that could be manifesting in any number of ways. It could be for some people, it's going to be pain and inflammation. Maybe their back is all of a sudden hurting or their, their joints for other people. It's going to feel like, why can't I remember, uh, things the way that I used to, why is my brain not as sharp? Am I experiencing dementia? What the heck is going on for other people? It's going to be anxiety or depression. There's so many different ways that this, that this presents itself. Um, but it's probably not a virus and there's probably nothing wrong with you. But, um, you know, one of the blessings of being a human being is that we don't have roots. You know, we, we've got legs and we can test these things and, and, and we can go to environments that are more in harmony with the natural environment that, that, you know, um, produces frequencies that we've evolved alongside for depending on how long you think human beings have been here a long time, thousands of years or more. Yeah, well, and I agree with that 100%, you know, that I I guess what I would what I would counter um, is that, you know, not everyone can leave, you know, not everyone can just leave where they're at, you know, we've got families, we've got jobs, careers, yeah, whatever, leases, mortgages, whatever the case, Mm -hmm. businesses, Mm -hmm. Um, but you can control your environment, at least to an extent, you know, Mm -hmm. so um, that's what I've been focused on and I know like I probably should have taken uh, your advice a lot earlier in uh, being more vigilant uh, with with the radiation. I mean, I thought I was pretty good because we we unplug our Wi-Fi mm-hmm. unless we're using it, which is probably on average like an hour or two a day. At That's most. huge. That's um, huge. But probably one of the best things people could do outside of like getting their screen time way down. Yeah, but um, I got sick this year too. And in fact, I got sick just last month. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it was like mid or early to mid December. Um, and it was, it was odd. It was very strange. It wasn't like any sickness I'd ever had before. Um, I didn't have a sore throat. I didn't really have a fever. I didn't have a, I didn't even have like a runny nose or a cough or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had really extreme body ache, body aches. Um, specifically my back, like my mid to lower back was intense, like almost like throbbing, just intense pain. And I worked out the first, I did like a, you know, pretty hardcore strength training day. The first day I was feeling sick, but I didn't want to like blow my session, you know, so Mm -hmm. I went. And uh, so at first I thought I was just like, oh, like I'm getting sick and like that, all those like, you know, heavy movements created this back pain. But it really got to a point where it was, it was, it was obvious that it wasn't that, you know, I was blaming my bed, mm-hmm. my super soft, cushy, uh, what is it called? Therapy, whatever. I don't know. Like the fancy bed I have. And, uh, Victoria's like, 
do you hear yourself? You're saying that our bed is the reason your back hurts. That doesn't make any sense. It's like a cloud. You know what I mean? It's like as soft as could be. But I, I like literally, I was in so much pain. I couldn't lay in bed. I was like laying on the floor and stretching pretty much 24 hours a day was yeah. how I was trying to deal with it. Standing was good for a short period of time. Yeah. But um, I also paired with that, I was having headaches and eye aches, like eye strain, like where my, like my eyeballs literally hurt. Mm -hmm. um, mm, and yeah. I'm not, you know, I, and I was like thinking back, like when's the last time I had a headache for any reason other than like I drank too much. And it, the answer to that is like, like years, like 10 years, 20 years, I don't know, a long time. And um, it really, then Victoria had been having some issues and, and typically I'm not like a sensitive one. You know, like I'm not super sensitive to EMFs or at least I hadn't been up till this point. Um, Victoria's much more, you know, she's got some autoimmune issues. So she's much more sensitive Typically, like she could feel things, you know, if we walk in, if we're looking at homes and we walk into a house that's older, like she, sometimes she just like turns around and beelines it right out like, no nope, mold. And I'm like, huh, what do you mean? I don't smell anything. Um, but she was having skin issues, headache. And, and then someone told me that, um, that EMFs, like one of the main symptoms of, or most common symptoms of radiation was acne or skin breakouts. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, wait a second, you're having headaches. I'm having headaches. And then I realized that right just maybe a week or two before I started feeling all these different, these strange symptoms, they had changed. I remember seeing um, utility worker mm -hmm. changing the street lights in front of my, in front of our home. Mm -hmm. um, and then I took a closer look at them. I mean, I just figured they were putting some LED light or whatever up there. And I noticed that there's this node on top of it. And in one of my sleepless feeling like I was, I literally like felt like I was out of my mind. It's hard to put, it's hard to really put into words like what this felt like, but a lot of people described that, like feeling like they were going insane or yeah, crazy. like, oh, it is, yeah. it is like a brain thing. You're like, oh, I'm out of my mind. Like, it, it, like, like thinking back to it now, like kind of like recollecting it almost feels like surreal. Yeah. Right? Or dissociative. Like, yeah. Like, this, whoa. Like there was like an out of body thing. Is this real life? Yeah. Um, yeah, like uh, like the idea of like almost like m I'm under attack. My body's under attack is like what it felt like. And so one of these sleepless nights where where I was experiencing these these uh, these symptoms, I started searching, of course, on DuckDuckGo. Anyone that wants to search, you know, truths, don't use don't use Google or or, yeah, Google or any of them. Quant maybe. Quant. DuckDuckGo may even be compromised now. Yeah. Um, I still use it, but mm -hmm. I, we were just having a conversation. Quant may, may be good too. Quant. Q-U-A-N-T. Yeah. Okay. I haven't even checked that out. But DuckDuckGo served me right on this evening. So, yeah. um, so I started searching um, 5G because I noticed this note on top of the streetlight, 5G streetlights, and I found this article that really broke it down. It was like how, you know, and there, I think it was like, an article from the UK because I think this was all rolled out in London or in the UK um, before here, but um, explaining all these odd symptoms and sickness related to these streetlights and that the way that these towers work, these ominous towers that we've all noticed popping up everywhere, literally you can't escape them. They're mm. in the middle of cornfields in Indiana. They're, you know, they're, they're every two blocks on Fullerton Avenue in mm -hmm. Chicago. Um, but the way that the way that this system works is those towers transmit to these smaller nodes because 
The 5G is much more intense of a frequency, but it doesn't have the band, it, it can't, it doesn't have the, uh, the radius, mm -hmm. right? So they have to have more of them. Um, they have to have more of them. You, mm -hmm. you, know, you need them all, all over the place. And essentially in a city like this, they were saying like basically every other home, which equates to the streetlights. Mm -hmm. So it's the perfect place to put these. And so the towers, talking to the streetlights, those transmit to your devices, your phone, your Wi-Fi, etc. And I really like it dawned on me because when I would feel the worst symptoms was like when I was laying in bed at night, especially like this past year, I've noticed when I'm using my phone in bed, mm -hmm. which I shouldn't, and I feel like an asshole even admitting that. But when I'm on my phone in bed at night, I like feel my fingers tingling. Like I could feel the radiation transmitting, you mm -hmm. know, to my, to my hands. Um, and I realized, oh my God, I'm on the third floor of my building. This street light is literally a direct line of sight through my window to my bed. Mm -hmm. So I identified that that's, that's a high, you know, high potential for an issue. Mm -hmm. There's another one in front of my neighbor's house. So now I've, you know, I, I invested in a, you know, a thousand dollar device that's supposed to, you know, blue shield mitigate. Right. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see, like it's been a week. Um, and the unfortunate part of, uh, I guess, part of implementing one of those into your, uh, into your life is that, your body has to like tune in to mm -hmm. the scalar wave that's put mm -hmm. out by the blue shield. There's a little bit of an adjustment period. And like, yeah, the first few days, like you actually feel even worse. Mm -hmm. I think cause you're getting like double whammy, right? Yeah. But eventually the way, you know, the way that allegedly the way it works is that your body tunes into just that, which is a more natural frequency. That's, you know, um, kind of like mimicking like one that would come from the earth, I guess. Yeah. And, and then it makes your body kind of like immune to the 5G. Like it doesn't recognize, it's not tuned into that 5G. Mm -hmm. So and jury's then, still out, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah, the, the, they've, they've done some pretty interesting research with like uh, live blood analysis showing yeah. before and after with the Blue Shield and how the blood is typically a lot um, less viscous. So like, um, less sticky, I guess. The red blood cells mm -hmm. aren't sticking together. They're, they have more surface area to carry oxygen. And it, it, it's just the, the, the blood is much healthier and more vibrant and effective at, at transferring um, and carrying oxygen to the cells. Um, and if anyone listening decides they wanna get one, we have a Biohacks discount code. Okay. With them. Yeah. Cool. Is, is that the code? Biohacks? Biohacks. Yeah. Okay. So like on the, on the Blue Shield website, like when you're checking out, just enter biohacks. And we've had a good amount of people that like listen to the podcast and have picked those up and like them. Both, yeah, both those great. and the, and the Soma Vedic. Yeah. Um, they make a good product too. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, it's, I mean, it's interesting that that product, the way that they explained it to me, I was like, I Dude, was, it, I was it, very it, skeptical. It messed me up but, at first too. I was like, I remember talking to one of the owners and I'm like, how long is it going to take me to adjust this thing? Yeah. You know, and I, I just, I'd plug it in and unplug it to kind of, and then now I'm good. Yeah. And then, and I guess like the, um, the unfortunate side of it is it only works. It only is really protecting you when you're around it, when it's in, when it's in your environment. So say you have one in your home, if you go to work 
somewhere that's got higher, you know, they got, got a portable EMS. Right. Yeah. You need something to yeah. protect you, whether you're in your car, you're at work, you're in you know, hotel rooms. I found to be like the worst. I, mm-hmm. I, I was wondering why I couldn't sleep in hotel rooms. And mm-hmm. after this past year, I guess paint being a little bit more aware, I've realized like they're loaded with Wi-Fi. Yeah. Um, my, my brother smart meters the... might be next to your head, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, for sure. So, all right. Well, Anthony, um, thanks a million for for, uh, for doing this that was fun and uh i'd love to do a part two and maybe do some deep diving into like some of the more fun conspiracies <laughs> out there we got heavy huh yeah but that's good i think i think this is what i think this is like the most relevant yeah. stuff and like and, and like i said like my this show my intention is to really like have honest conversations and present information that has helped form my beliefs mm-hmm. and and values i guess as well but or and and in today's world, uh, this was the conversation I wanted to have. So yeah, nice. appreciate it, dog. It was fun. Good yeah. stuff, bro. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. All right, later, everybody. Hey guys, Anthony here, and I just wanted to give you a big biohack thank you for listening. I'm so humbled and grateful that you're spending some of your day with me and the Biohacking Secrets Show. And if you get any value from this episode, or you've gotten value from previous episodes, it would mean the world if you could leave us a five-star review on iTunes and share this episode with your friends, family members, and coworkers on social media. That way we can continue to spread this information and positively impact as many lives as possible. And it's also how our podcast gets discovered by more people. So without further ado, please enjoy this episode of the Biohacking Secrets Show.